Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? Because the first letter of every word, Yeshua Hanatsri Yumelech Hakuhidim, is the letter Yud, He, Vav, He. They would have been more pronounced, and from a distance, what they would have saw was Yud, He, Vav, He, the, the sacred name of God, the Tetragrammaton, the name the Jews won't even pronounce, was above Jesus' head on the cross of Golgotha. And I explained to you in that same, you know, pictographic, ideographic language, yud he vav he, even it tells the story of Jesus. The yud is a picture of a hand, God's hand, by his work. The he is a man revealed with his hands up. We know Emmanuel came and walked among us. The vav is a nail, <laughs> means to nail or fasten or secure. And we know he was pinned to that cross. He was nailed to that tree for you and me. And he was placed in a tomb. And the, the word of the Tetragrammaton, this Yahweh, Yahavah, the last letter is He again, a man revealed, and we know He was resurrected and revealed as the Savior of all mankind. Again, such an amazing coincidence. I just love these things. And so we see, though, that Jesus is crucified with two others. And we know, oh, I'll go back to this. I wanted to make it known too. So remember, the Jews, they panicked when they saw the Tetragrammaton, when they saw that, and they told Pilate, they said, hey, you changed that. Say he what, said he was the king of the Jews because it would change the spelling altogether. And Pilate said, what I have written, I have written. And I would go even further. <laughs> the Lord wrote it. <laughs> so now we know he's crucified with two others. These are criminals. And remember the exchange between Barabbas, Barabbas, the son of the father. Again, if you weren't here, I apologize. But Barabbas' first name was Jesus. His last name was Barabbas, which means son of the father. So it was Jesus, son of the father, the flesh. And he was exchanged for Jesus, the son of the heavenly father, our Lord and Savior. And there was this beautiful exchange. But we know the crosses were prepared in advance. And we know probably these two criminals were murderers and thugs. And they were probably acquaintances with Bar uh, Barabbas. So Jesus is going to be crucified with them. Mark 15, 27 through 28 says this, With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled which says, And he was numbered with the transgressors. Again, another prophetic passage that came to fulfillment. In that powerful passage of Isaiah 53, verse 12, we read this, Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Is there anything like his word? <laughs> Again, nothing like it. And yet we see the supposed keepers of God's word, the supposed keepers of his law. Understand this, the religious leaders of Israel, they were given the privilege of supposedly securing and taking care of God's word and God's people 
and even God's land of Israel. And yet we know they failed miserably in every case. But look at what they do, because even these religious leaders, they're just going to continue to mock Jesus as he's being crucified. Verses 29 through 34 in Mark 15. And those who passed by blaspheme him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking among themselves with the scribes said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. Could you just hear? Oh, like I said, the Lord, it's amazing because he could have just popped off that cross and destroyed all of them, but he didn't because he's not like us. He's patient and loving, and this is why he came, to die for us, but also to die for the very ones mocking him. And they said, he saved others, he, himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, alama sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's really hard when you study out these passages and when you spend all that time studying, it's really hard not to get emotional, not to be moved by this. And I would say if you're not, you might want to check yourself. <laughs> because the Lord did this for you. And yet they continue to mock him and blaspheme him. And even those being crucified him revile him at first. This is what I love. Luke's gospel in chapter 23, verses 42 through 43, tell us that one of those criminals, those thugs, those murderers, one of them changed his mind. Changed the mind means to repent. He changed his mind. He's hanging on the cross, and he hears this man being crucified, spewing no anger or hatred, only love for the people who have pinned him to the tree. He's crying out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He sees something different in Jesus. May the world see something different in us. But he sees something different. And we know that that one looks at Jesus and says, remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. And what I love is that Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. This very day. You know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine a while back, we were talking at his house, and he was worried about this, and he was worried about salvation, and he was worried about religion and being baptized and all these things. And I told him the story of the thief on the cross. And what I love about the thief on the cross is he didn't have to come down. He didn't say, okay, you can be saved. Get down off the cross and go and take some seminary classes and go and uh, be baptized in water and then do good deeds and then get back up on the cross and I'll let you come to heaven. The first deathbed confession, this man on the cross. Jesus didn't say any of that. Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise because we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of works. It's not of anything like that because we boast about it, the scripture says. It's all him. And I had this conversation with my friend and he was so worried. And, and this is so awesome because I saw his eyes light up when I talked about this. And you know, a month and a half ago, he received Jesus Christ in our church. And it was such a beautiful thing because I've known him for over 30 years and I've never seen peace on his face. And I saw peace wash over him. And I saw something change within him that was so profound and beautiful. I, I can't even tell you. It was just amazing. 
And he went home to be with the Lord Monday. And I celebrate because it's tough to lose my friend. But I know where he's at. I know where he's at. Because religion doesn't save you. Good works don't save you. Good works, all of that is a result of love in your life. Bubbling up from the spirit of God that dwells in you. But this passage, I just read in Mark, this long passage, most of it was prophesied in Psalm 22. Do you know that? This is another remarkable thing about scripture. If you're familiar with Psalm 22, it's really powerful. You know, it starts with this, Psalm 22.1, it starts with, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This was written a thousand years before Jesus was crucified, by the way. And yet the Lord, we know that would be the very thing. But I love this because Psalm 22 continues in verse 6 through 8. It says, But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised by all the people or by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. I love that. They shake the head saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. And we know that's the very thing I just read. Those religious leaders shook their heads. All these people shook their heads. They, they shot the lip. You know, they, they said all this blasphemous stuff against Jesus. All of these things. And Psalm 22 continues in verse 14 through 16. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has, helped, it has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue clings to my jaws. We know Jesus would cry out, I thirst. That's one of the things he would cry from the cross. You have brought me to the dust of death for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. And we read this and go, yeah, that's talking about the cross. This is a thousand years before Jesus. This is 800 years before crucifixion was even invented by the Persians. It was a thousand years, a millennia before the Romans perfected crucifixion. There was no reference for this. There was no one who died by the piercing of hands and feet for another 800 years. So profound. But some of you have heard this, and I love this. One of the things that really opened my eyes about Scripture is I'm going to go back to Psalm 22, verse 6. This is another one of those things that just blow my mind. Psalm 22, verse 6, the prophetic language there says, but I am a worm, this is the Lord speaking of himself, but I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised by the people. And at first you might go, so what? What's his, what do you mean? A worm? He's going to be put in a tomb. Maybe it's talking about he's going to be put in the earth. Maybe it's talking about a lowly person. But I tell you, there's, have I told you, God's word's deeper than you can ever go. Understand the word used here <laughs> in Psalm 22.6. This word for worm is the toleth in Hebrew. It's known as the crimson grub or the scarlet worm. It's the very worm they would grind up to make this red dye. It's the color of blood. And they would dip the wool garments, baptizo, they would dip them in and they would become permanently dyed red, scarlet, crimson. It's so powerful. I'm a worm and not a man, but it goes even deeper. This is so profound. Let me read to you some things about the crimson grub, about the scarlet worm. Usually in the Bible, the Hebrew word for worm is rima, which means a maggot. But the Hebrew word used here for worm is toloth. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.